Now, to operate as a legitimate security company, you've got to register with CIRA. Now, if you're registered with CIRA and you are registered at a certain category, which means there are different categories of security guards. You know, probably most of them are just guys who've got basic guarding, um, you know, certificates. Uh, but you get you get categories of, of security guards who can handle guns, for example, of different, and the, the guns would be of different calibers. So if you are registered with CIRA and you've got, you've got the requisite licenses to carry, you know, handguns or rifles, then you can legally acquire them and you can legally acquire ammunition. Now, the problem is that a lot of the companies that are running around with guns are not even registered with CIRA or they were registered with CIRA and that security registration has lapsed because they haven't paid. Now, that is a major problem we are sitting with because, you know, those... And I mean, I've, you know, I can give you an example from, say, 10 years ago where I wrote to Sarah. I mean, before that, I'd served on the Sarah board, so I, I became familiar with the type of problems that regulating the industry has. And, and um, I think about 10 years ago, there was a lot of problem. I mean, the taxi industry itself is guarded, you see. And those guards are not necessarily registered uh, with Sarah. And I remember asking about one company that was causing problems up in Mandini. And it wasn't there. Sarah confirmed it wasn't registered. Then you say to yourself, well, you know, what's happening about this? Who is checking on that? Which means you've got to bring in the police because Sarah has to work with the police when there are illegal firearms. So, that is a major problem. It's a major problem for me because um, if you look at uh, if you look at say political killings in this province in the last several earlier this year, for example, some of those people who were killed were pumped full of bullets. You know, we're talking now we're talking now a couple of dozen bullet injuries on the body or more. Now, where do you get the ammunition from? Because ammunition is supposed to be controlled. So it boils down to the fact that our controls over private gun ownership, people losing guns, um, guns going missing from the police and the army, that's another serious problem. You know, that comes up in answers to questions in Parliament. What is done about policemen who lose guns? You know, the, in Glebeland's Hostel, for example, everybody knew that a guy who was living there who was a policeman was bringing guns in, including an R4, R5. When I tried to follow up with a cluster commander where this guy was based, I didn't even get a reply. Two years later, many killings later, that man is now on trial, that policeman, with others bringing guns. So there's that. And then, of course, the security industry... Gun shops, I mean, where does the ammunition come from? Because there are regulations over buying ammunition. So, and the, the historic legacy of the guns in this province. So it's, I mean, I think it's extremely serious. And, and also, I must tell you that ever since 94, paramilitary training has carried on. It has carried on, um, and it was confirmed to me by the army in the 90s, um, it was the last well-documented instance I have, and that is even 
picture shown to me by a journalist was in 2008 up at the old Mlaba camp with police vehicles there. So police vehicles knew that there was paramilitary training going on. Now we see, if you've seen the recent reports in the media, that there's now up in Kharteng some black, calling themselves a black group to empower black people, training people at a shooting range. The ANC Youth League talking of training people with military weapons. I mean, this is madness. <laughs> it's absolute madness. So you, you say to yourself that, Hang on a sec. You know, we're supposed, we've got police who are supposed to deal with this. And what are they doing about it?